I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey, y'all think you're listening in. It feels like a while. I feel like it has been a while. I think the last episode uh, that was released was at the beginning of October. So I'm still staying true to my word to uh, testimonies a month. Um, but I've been really thankful for just all the stuff that God's been doing, uh, in my life and, uh, teaching me right now. And so having this downtime has been pretty cool. Um, but today I want to talk about, um, a testimony that I'm doing with my friend Cindy Gaines. We go to church together and she has a really, um, just moving story. And I hope that you'll take a listen to it. And I hope God speaks to you probably known you for at least as long as I've been at church. How long have you been at Oakland Heights? Yeah, so um, I, wa- I got there 2008, uh, April 2008. Okay, so yeah. you got there two years before I did. Yes. Um, so obviously, if you can't tell, we go to the same church together, <laughs> and our uh, kids are friends and pretty much grown up together. Yep. So that's been really cool. Mm-hmm. I think um, for me, not really having a big family that we grew up with, is this has been like a family um, that we've never had besides like my parents. But as yeah. far as extended family, it's been really cool being able to grow and have my kids grow with other yes and stuff like that. It's yeah. Neat. So tell me. Um, a little bit about your life. Tell me, well, I know, but tell other people uh, where you're from, how many brothers and sisters you have, just kind of your background. Yeah. So um, I was born and raised in El Salvador uh, in April of 1981. Long, long, long time ago. I'm so old. And I have two brothers. Uh, I have a brother and a sister. Uh, they're older than me. That's from this, uh, my mom's side of the family. Mm-hmm. And then uh, on my biological dad side of the family, I do have to um, to have sisters. But uh, I never, you know, uh, I don't have a relationship like at all with them. I don't even know, right. you know, what what's what's with them or you know no where they are. Yeah. Con- no contact zero. So um, so yeah, that's yeah. That's my siblings. <laughs> so, how long did you live in El Salvador? So, um, tell us that story, kind of like how you came over yeah. here. So, um, on my well, I met Josh um, on November of two thousand seven, and uh, a friend, a mutual friend, introduced us, and um, we just started talking. Um, you know, like Skype. Uh, you know, back then, over the internet, like I will go to that. I didn't have a computer and internet in my house. So I will go to a cyber cafe, you know, and buy buy like an hour, you know, just to be able to talk to him. So um, he will call me on the phone and he'll say, uh, hey, I just got out from work. You know, um, you want to, you know, you want to chat? You want to, you know, you know, kind of like a cyber date or something. That that was so funny. So anyways, I will go to the cyber cafe cafe and I was like yeah sure <laughs> and so uh, um, I will you know connect uh, uh, the camera from the computer right there yeah. at the sour cafe and, and Josh will... is from the states for people yes, who don't know yes yes no he's 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 gringo <laughs> 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 so so yeah um, that's how um, we met 
And then, um, you know, we just, you know, started like a like a long distance relationship, yeah. of course. But uh, he uh, he told me one time, he said, I would like to, you know, to come visit and meet your family, you know, and things like that. And, you know, just to uh, see where you live and, you know, how your country is and everything, like, and then, you know, all of that. And so, uh, but I happened to have an aunt in Marietta. And uh, that time, um, I remember, you know, I just... Uh, I, I will keep in touch with her, right. you know, quite often. And so, anyways, um, and I told her that I had that aunt in Marietta. And so, and he's like, well. And that's Marietta for yes. you country people. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and anyways, and um, and I asked him if he knew where that was. And he said, yeah, because yeah. he, he lived in Emerson, you know. Right. And he said, yeah, that's actually pretty close to where I live. And I'm like, well, okay. I said, uh, well, how about, you know, I just come up with a student visa, you know, I go, go to school, you know, to learn a little bit, uh, you know, to get my English perfected, you know, yeah. still not per- perfected, but you know pretty, what I'm saying? But, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I went to uh, English school there for like um, eight to nine months. So uh, um, I came as an exchange student, you yeah. know, so I wanted to get my um, my, my English courses uh finished up so that I could go to uh, to pursue a career on a different college here so anyways that was my plan but that wasn't God's plan (laughs) so like uh, eight months eight months to nine months later into you know uh, to the to 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 school you know English school and all of that I just decided to propose yeah and so we've been married ever since Um, next month we'll be celebrating our 15th year anniversary so hey, i know congratulations yeah so <laughs> thank you how old were you then when you came to the states oh it was actually on my 27th birthday gosh like how does time just keep going <laughs> is it so weird right? yeah yes yeah. yeah it feels like it was yesterday i know i mean look i know it's crazy I'm dealing with these midlife crises yeah yeah so uh and y'all have three kids yep um and so when you were living in el salvador like at what point did you come to know Christ as your Savior? Did you grow up with that belief? Like, was that how your family taught it? Or how did you come to know about Jesus? Yeah. So, um, actually, I, I grew up with a, um, with a Catholicism mm-hmm. background. Uh, my family was Catholic. Um, and, um, well, when I was two years old, my parents separated and my mom she she went over to Italy to work as a nanny oh, wow. for like 10 years and so and she left me behind with my biological um biological dad's mom my oh that's hard yeah my my grandma so anyways yeah. um yeah it was i was like 2 years old and they were all catholics they were all catholics so um when uh, my mom came back uh, to el salvador you know it was all this, uh, I was like, I can't remember how old it was. I was like seven or eight years old when my grandma passed away. Mm. And so at that time, I had an uncle um, who helped raise me and took care of me when I was little. And so him and his wife, you know, will take me, you know, will, will, will take care of me. Yeah. Because uh, uh, um, I lived with some cousins and they were like bullies, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it was just never a very good environment. But in uh, uh, my dad, he was hardly ever present. Mm. He was uh, an accountant for the military. And he uh, he would come see me. At this time, he was already married to my stepmom and had his two daughters with her. 
But uh, um, he will come see me like every, I would say like every three or four months, you oh, know, yeah. every now and then. And so... Nothing consistent. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. But, you know, I have my uncle who was always there for me. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, yeah, praise the Lord. He gave me, you know, that paternal figure yeah. in my life. But uh, um, anyways, uh, when my mama came back to El Salvador, um, I was like eight or nine. I can't remember how old I was. Like seven or eight, something like that. Yes. And uh, they, you know, my dad and her, you know, she she told him that, you know, she wanted to take me back. And he, he was like, no, no, you ain't getting her. Mm. So anyways, it was this very bad yeah. uh, custody battle between the, them two. Yeah. And it was just terrible. I remember being in the middle of that. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was it was sad. It was it was bad. Right. But after that, you know, after um, my dad won that custody battle, I went to live with him and my stepmom. And uh, and that's where, you know, um, they started abusing me physically, you know, and emotionally. I was treated, you know, like the maid in the house, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like, a, like a servant to them, you know. I was like 10, 11 years old and I would have to get up, you know, at three o'clock in the morning, you know, just to do dishes oh, and wow. do all of this, you know, house, house chores. Yeah. Um, and so, and then I would be going to school with bruises and all of that because they would hit me and they would, you know, just mistreat me pretty bad. Yeah. And my dad, he was a, he was a, he was an alcoholic. Mm. He was an alcoholic. And so when he would get drunk, he would be very violent. Yeah. And, and so would be, and so, and so will she. So you're just getting it. Everywhere. Yeah, it was it was it was bad. It yeah. was bad. So I remember when I was like 13 years old, I remember just um, I knew where my mom worked at the time uh, because of that cost of a battle. You know, he told she told my dad's lawyers or something like that where I could find her and all of that. Yeah. And so and I remember uh, all of that. And uh, I just you know, took like a, like a telephone directory and find the place where she was working at. It was a maternity hospital, by the way. Wow. She was, um, she was the seamstress in that hospital yeah. and she would make all of the baby onesies and, you know, I oh, know it's so sweet. <laughs> but anyways, um, and I remember at 13 years old, that was, I just called her up and I said, mama, I can take it. I yeah. can't take this anymore. And she was like, what's wrong, honey? What are they doing to you? Yeah. And I just bawled in tears crying and I said I just want to be with you I just yeah. want to go with you and so anyways and she did she took me and uh, um, so um, I went and lived with her and of course at this time you know my dad and his wife denied all of the mistreatment that they had given me right. so uh, when I went over to her house you know I was very fearful uh, I had trust issues and I wouldn't let not even my mom touch me mm. Or, you know, her husband, my brother and sister, nobody. Yeah. It took him forever to finally gain my trust, you know? Right. And so, anyways, um, around, I was like 15 years old when my mom and, and stepdad, they were going through a very uh, rough patch, if you can say. Right. So, um, they were about uh, to separate. And I remember that's when I received Christ because during... During those years, by the time when I got over to my mom, my mom was already a Christian, and uh, she would teach me, you know, I would have all kinds of questions about the Bible, and she would, you know, sit, sit, 
sit me down yeah. and uh, you know she will explain to me what uh, what the the meaning of the books of the Bible you know and I mean and I will ask her about the story well, to, uh, what what's the meaning of the Joseph story and, st- yeah. and things like that and his dreams and stuff like that and she will just you know patiently will tell me and she will preach the gospel to me she will share it with me but I will I'll be like I remember telling her nah that's for all people <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, so anyways, but I remember we went through that very rough, you know, rough time with my stepdad and um, I just felt the need that I needed to live my life to Christ, you know, and that's how it happened. Yeah, praise Mm -hmm. the Lord. Yeah, praise the Lord for that. Yeah, that's a lot of a lot of stuff to go through. And unfortunately, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, I don't know, it's, it's sad stuff, but I like how God will use things for our good yes in the end yeah um and yeah so after you got saved at what you said 15 mm-hmm. yes um what happened after that point so you didn't come to the states until you're 27 so from 15 to 27 how was life over there uh well um i uh um so i got saved and then i got baptized at the you know this pentecostal church mm-hmm. and uh at I remember I was I when I was in high school back then, and uh, I just didn't live, you know, my life like I was supposed to. I was, right. and that's when you know I was introduced to alcohol, and you know, and that's when, because um, uh, I used alcohol as an escape, yeah. you know, for the trauma that I went through right. uh, when I was, you know, all of those, those that abuse that yeah. I went through. Um, you know, because I wanted to forget the time when I was sexually abused when I was six years old, too. Oh, so little. Yeah, but um, I was sexually abused by a um, by a family friend. Yeah. And uh, it happened a couple of times, and I was, you know, uh, he threatened me on not saying anything, you I'm know. I'm so sorry. And so, anyways, uh, and I will use, I will, I will just start using alcohol just to forget. Yeah. You know, just to forget of that trauma. Right. So, anyways, and... At this point, my mama didn't know what I went through, you yeah. know, all those years. I just kept it a secret, you know. But uh, um, uh, after, uh, well, after high school, um, I went over, I, I went to college. I went to an engineering school in college. and I, I was, Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, um, I just did it for like three years. And then I, because I didn't want that. Like, I oh, didn't right. want to do that. I'm like, I just want to, you know, I just want to. Do something that I really like or like. Yeah, I want to do, but no. But, you know, I remember because my dad and you, you, this is how the influence of your parents, you know, Mm. are so strong in your life. Because I remember my dad, she would tell me, you you are going to be this when you grow up. Mm. Because, uh, you you know, if you... Um, if you want to pay the bills, if you want to give your family a good life this and all of this material to, stuff, yeah, yeah, you are going to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, and I had that in my mind right. and I didn't want to do that. Right. So anyways, I ended up not finishing up my career because, uh, um, you know, I just couldn't afford college yeah. anymore and my mama couldn't pay for it either. Yeah. So I will work and I will um, and I will go to school, but uh, I will live, you know, like a very worldly life. Yeah. Very worldly life. I will. I will go. You know. Um. I will party with my friends. Mm-hmm. I will. You know. Like, be drinking. You know. And just. You know. Date this. I'll be dating these awful people. You yeah. know. So, anyways, that was until I was twenty-four. I remember. You know. I was just so broken and so sad. There was one time, 
when I just, uh, I remember telling the Lord um, that I was just tired, you know, yeah. I was just tired of living that life and I, that I knew that I belonged to him, you know. And that week, I remember my brother invited me to, um, he was going to a tabernacle, uh, uh, tabernacle Baptist okay. in El Salvador. Yeah. And so he said, uh, um, well, I want you to come to church with me. And I remember I went that weekend and that's when I rededicated rededicated my yeah. life to the Lord yeah. and ever since you know I just you know I told him I want to serve you and nothing else yeah yeah I don't want to I don't want to look back I really just want to be yours praise the Lord yeah. yeah praise the Lord yeah it's it's tough I think um if you definitely go through trauma like you did to mm-hmm. be able to work through things yeah because especially like if you don't have the tools to work through it you're like I don't know yeah. how to deal with this so yes I'm just gonna not deal with it yeah I know and I know I know you and me talked in um, yeah you know with my 20s too just kind of escaping through substances and and things mm-hmm. like that but then realizing you don't ever really escape it's, yeah. it's not only still there, but now it's like you've got so much more baggage because yes. of the substance and the grip that it has yeah. on you. And I so, know. man, I'm proud of you for being able to, you know, walk with the Lord and work through that to not be in bondage to that anymore. Yes. And I, I you know, because there's some years where, like, when you have those, those type of traumas, you know, yeah. and... Yes, you give your life to the Lord, but there are some areas that you don't let him heal, yeah. you know, like 100%. That was until uh, 2016 when I remember calling your mom and mm-hmm. I told her. and Because, uh, you know, every now and then I will, you know, just uh, um, take a sip of wine, you know, mm-hmm. just to trying to uh, to forget what I went through. Yeah. And I will be having like uh, all of these, you know, kind of like anxiety attacks yeah. just to thinking, oh, but what am I going to do if that ever happens to my kids you know right. what i'm saying i mean I'll, I'll be like um i will die or you know yeah. I, will, uh, I, I mean till this day I, I still do have trust issues you know right. what i'm saying but uh um and that's one of the reasons why i'm very overprotected with my kids yeah because of what happened to me but at the same time until that year i did give jesus the opportunity to heal that area in my life 100 percent. because i remember calling your mom and I told her, you know, I just bawled my eyes yeah. out. And I said, I, I told her what happened to me. And I said, I, I don't want, you know, alcohol to be a part of my life anymore. I don't want to escape mm-hmm. my trauma, you know, to that. You know, I just, I want to, I want to heal completely yeah. from it. And she, I mean, that's when I think Celebrate Recovery was like, right. like already over a year at the church. Uh-huh. And that's when she told me, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah don't worry about it i mean come over to the small groups and we can i can help you you know and but i was just so embarrassed because i was like Mm. what would people think at the church you know i mean um what would people think i mean they would call me hypocrite and that's how satan gets us from ever moving forward because he's like you got to keep it in all in the closet all your skeletons stay in the closet yeah and you never get to work it out i know i know yeah but uh um but yeah, thankfully I have I've had you know some so much great support from my sister, sisters in Christ, you mm-hmm. know, and and Josh that has been so understanding, you know, of what I went through and things like that. So and your mama, you know, I just I I I, I don't know. I think Josh, I mean, the Lord just sent it to send her to me, yeah, you know, yeah. as a gift to me, you know, because <laughs> uh, she's helped me so much. I consider her, you know, like 
one of my heroes, one of my yeah. mentors. So um, in every time that I need, you know, something, you know, um, like, a, like a prayer, you know, and things yeah. like that. And I will contact her. And I know that I can count on her for that, yeah. you know. Yeah. She's been so supportive and not at, not at all judgmental, you know, right. you know my weakness and things like that yeah, yeah. well I, I think that it's a good point that you bring up is that i think a lot of people or some people anyway think that if you get saved and then it's all of a sudden you're 100 percent magically healed of everything and mm-hmm. you're not going to struggle with anything anymore and you're yeah. going to be happy forever <laughs> yeah know? yeah and it's like oh, i still live in this earth with my flesh and yeah. still have you know, generational sins and, um, you know, bondage still with, with things that I've struggled with. And it's not until we get to heaven in our glorified bodies that we're not going to have any struggle, but being able to say like, yeah, I've accepted Jesus as my savior and I am his child and I have eternal security Yes, and I have abundant life here on earth, but I still have this dual nature. And so being able to talk about like still struggling with stuff, still being tempted sometimes, still like struggling with anxiety or, you know, um, wanting to, to do substances again or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I, like, I've had the same struggles with, you know, sometimes like, oh man, it would just be easier Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. to do X, Y, Z, you know, and then reminding yourself really of the truth. Like, okay, this is really not going to fix it. It's not going to fix it. It's actually going to make it worse. Right. But this is my flesh being like, Hey, I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. But but that God will use his word and will use his people yes. um, and, and his spirit in us to constantly transform us into his image. But it is a journey. Yes, it is. And I remember your mom telling me something. She was like, uh, um, oh, honey, don't be embarrassed. She said, mm-hmm. probably the whole church needs to come to celebrate recovery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for real. So please don't be embarrassed. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to be, you, you, you're, you know, the Lord is going to heal you completely from all of that. So, uh, um don't be ashamed you know and so praise the lord that you've come clean about it you know and things like that so yeah yeah she's she's just awesome i love her i think there's a verse that's been like my verse this year uh which is galatians 6 9 uh do not be weary in well-doing for in due season you shall reap if you faint not so sometimes when you're doing the work and you're feeling like nothing's happening or i just feel like everything's still a struggle and Mm -hmm. god's promise right there is telling us like hey in due season you will reap yes you will not like you might get some fruit i don't know yeah, we'll see it's yeah. like he's saying like just just trust me yes keep, yeah keep doing it but yeah. i think it's healthy to have conversations about our real struggles and yeah. our real um things that we battle with mentally and physically mm-hmm. so that we can shine the light in our dark closets yes <laughs> that we want to keep hidden because right you know it only festers if we don't shine the light there yeah so yeah that's great thanks yeah, for you're right. sharing that yeah of course. and earlier i had said um about you know god letting us go through hard things and it's for our good but i didn't i also wanted to correct to make sure to say like i don't mean that god's like cool with people doing dumb stuff you know that is wickedness and it's sin and it's from satan and that's not anything that god's like you know i planned this for your life Mm -hmm. this is great Mm -hmm. you know it's sin and it's from it's from satan but that god will use you know the junk from our sinful world uh still for for his name to be glorified yeah and, yes. and for our good too yes yeah um, yeah his plan is perfect and uh um you know i remember just you know uh myself going 
through uh, um you know my witness to alcohol because uh, um you know i didn't want to give mm. all of that junk like you said to yeah. god you know my trauma and you know what happened to me um um and i don't know why cuz uh i remember josh told uh josh told me one time he was like uh, uh, uh but why don't you give it all to god he didn't do that to you you know uh, that you mm-hmm. know those people they did hurt you but that wasn't god right and so you need to give it to him, you know, completely, 100%. And I did. And when, you know, when I finally did, he he really, um, he just, you know, he he, he has um, uh, reward, if you, yeah. if, you, if you can say, reward my obedience to yeah. him. Yes. And just recognizing that, you know, he had been with me all, all this time. And, you know, um, when I when I have felt alone and you know uh, like you know I have fight my battles by myself you know yeah. when I thought of that the Lord has been there for me yeah you know in Mark uh, four you know the story of um, the disciples and the storm yeah you know yeah. so um, that that story is just reminds me of you know how the Lord allow the storm of, you know, the, mm-hmm. the sexual abuse and, you know, mm-hmm. the storm of, you know, alcoholism and, yeah. you know, and, you know, all of that, all of that storm that I went through with family and everything like that. And I thought I'm fighting it by myself, mm-hmm. you know, but he was always there for me. Yeah. You know, I thought that I was by myself, but he was right there mm-hmm. in my boat, yeah. but I didn't let him control it, uh, you know, completely, a hundred percent. So, mm-hmm. Um, I, I've always been like, you know, yeah. uh, kind of like uh, sticking myself to that story, you know, being one of those disciples yeah. right there. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I think it's good. And I think we, if we all look at that story, we all realize we have trust issues. You yes. Know? It's yeah. like, who really is being like, yes, God, steer my boat. <laughs> yeah. Know? Or, yeah. Or let me just sit and rest with you and have peace. I think we all right. struggle with yeah. trying to control it or just being like, yeah, yeah, God, I give it to you. And then still having stress levels like through the roof because mm-hmm. you didn't really give it to God, you know? Yes. So yeah. we all relate to that story. Yeah. In some way yeah. Another. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So how would you say like with, with your relationship with God now and your growth since you've been, um, you know, you talk about 2016 um just how things have been with you and the lord and what god's been teaching you lately mm-hmm. so i think things have been um good with him um he's been he's been so good to me mm-hmm. i mean that's I, I don't i can't explain with words yeah. how great he's been to me um well he's reward i feel like he's reward my obedience um after that you know i remember the the year that followed um josh was you know um was called as a deacon was yeah. what do you call it uh, uh ordained ordained uh-huh. yes Look, yes thank you i'm yeah, sorry yeah. Uh-huh. sometimes the words <laughs> leave my brain but um he was ordained as a deacon and uh, uh i feel like the lord gave us more responsibility in his yeah. ministry and so i feel like i just needed to um let him fi- uh, heal completely that area in my life in order for him to say um here you go yeah. you 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 can do what i'm what what I want you to do, you know, yeah. uh, for my glory and for my ministry, uh, and to me that's a reward. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, ah, there's there's nowhere I'd rather to be by serving serving him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's um, joy in that. yeah. So I, I just you know I I feel like he's been he's been very good to me. Yeah. I have I have my struggles. Don't get me wrong, but 
um, you know, like, um, I, I will get frustrated, you know, and things like that. Yeah, but same. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, he's, he's been, he's been great. He's been great with the kids. Uh, maturely they're, uh, they're able to understand better the word of God, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, they know that, uh, um, you know, they, there are some weekends that we have to be at church because, you know, we, we have something going on mm -hmm. or meetings and things like that. They're very understandable. So, but, you know, they're older, they're older. Right. So, yeah, but, uh, um, but they know that, you know, the service for God is, you know, is super important yeah. for our family. Yeah. I think it's neat to see how God works in our life when we're obedient to him because, talking about how you were raised and how you grew up in your childhood mm -hmm. and the instability and, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. And then you look and see the fruit of what your family looks like, you know, because you walked with the Lord and trusted mm -hmm. in God and how he is so kind to restore the things. He's like, hey, I wanted to give this to you all along. Yeah. You just got to trust and walk with me. And then yes. he did. And then it's so cool to see, you know, um, just, just how your family is and, yeah. and the security and stability your children have yes. because of all that, you know? Yeah. They have, they, after that, they got saved, they got baptized. Mm -hmm. And so, and I just seen the fruit of, you know, uh, my obedience to him, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, he hasn't been, uh, having been a perfect servant Maybe. or daughter, you know, <laughs> yeah. but at least he knows that I, I'm, I'm trying yeah. my best. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's great. I love you. I love you more. All right. I just want to say thanks to Cindy Gaines again for uh, being willing to talk about her life and get personal and just be vulnerable. And um, just really hope that God uses that in y'all's life. And if y'all have any questions, prayer requests, or need a physical Bible, feel free to DM me on Instagram at walkwithjesuspodcast or email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com. And I'll talk to y'all next time. <laughs>